Hello, aviators. Welcome back to the Pro Pilot Playbook Podcast, where we bring you insights into your career, the hacks, the tricks, the tips, the shortcuts to get you through your flight training in the shortest amount of time and the least amount of money possible. Uh, here with Mike Martin. Hi. And <laughs> I'm Sean Ritchie. And uh, today is going to be another one of those viewer slash listener questions that we'll answer here and okay that sounds great yep and uh, the you probably saw from the title of this podcast that was i had to leave it the way it was that was the actual subject line of the email that we got <laughs> from joshua and uh yeah pilots beards and books it's uh <laughs> it, was, it was a great title for the podcast too i don't know if he did that on purpose or not but yeah. Yeah. That's a catchy title, man. That'll get you on the air, man. That's a good way to get, get on the air, man. To think of a good <laughs> title for your email. <laughs> no, right. we love, we love them coming in. So uh, it's great to have fee feedback from everybody. We got some uh, really nice emails from a couple uh, course members uh, from over Christmas, uh, you know, telling them they, they really enjoyed our course and there's, on their career and training and uh it's just really nice to hear that you know because oh, that's yeah the response has been amazing um since we started doing this viewer question thing i mean they're yeah they're coming in and we're gonna have to start doing multiple questions in an episode or or not ramble on so much about topics or something but yeah to get yeah. through them right um, to get through them all didn't didn't one guy uh, actually send in an audio file that was kind of cool yes uh, yeah he book. actually recorded yeah. i think any email i know gmail does it or, or you could do it on your phone record a uh a voice memo and and email it that's great too because we can just yeah play, play you actually asking the question on the podcast yeah that'd be cool and if you have a question you would like us to answer here, uh, you can email us at uh, podcast at propilotplaybook.com and we'll do the exact same thing with your questions we're doing right now. And this one comes from Joshua. Hello, guys. I have two questions and actually it's formatted like number one, number two. So we'll just we'll break it up. Do the first okay. question here. Uh, number one, I'm 28. And I'm considering a career change in aviation as a pilot. From what I've read, airline pilots have to be clean shaven. I have a goatee and I would like to keep it if possible. Are the rules different on the corporate side, corporate versus cargo side? Thanks. And he's referring to the facial hair <laughs> on each side of the fence there. Um, That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And so as far as facial hair goes, this is, uh, <laughs> you know, you see guys with mustaches, you know, the older, the old guys, the old captain at the airlines, you know, a lot of those guys have mustaches and, and most airlines will let you have a mustache. There's all kinds of rules on, you know, it can't go past your lip. It can't go past this, whatever, it, you know, how thick it is. They got, you know, there's in the company manual, there's, there's always all kinds of stuff on that. But as far as full on facial hair, having a beard or goatee or something like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's, no. can't do it. Can't do <laughs> can't it. Can't do it. Can't do it. And you know, I don't know, I'm sure, I don't know if you've heard this, Sean, but I, I've always heard, um, the re and I don't know if it's part of this is companies want you to look clean cut and they 
height around this or if it really is a safety issue, but it, sound, it makes logical sense. Um, so they say that it's the um, uh, oxygen mask. Um, so for, for those of you that are just starting out, don't, don't know, um, you know, when you're flying a jet, um, and you're up in the upper atmosphere, we have what's called, you know, time of useful consciousness. And if you're up in, you know, 40,000 feet or something, it can be measured in seconds. I mean, there, there's charts on the internet you can look at uh, where if, if the airplane does decompress, you only have, you know, a few seconds, put your mask on or you're passed out. So we have these masks, they're like six or $10,000 that are right over our shoulder, we pull out and they actually inflate. There's a big web goes over your head and then it sucks onto your face and, you, and then it provides 100% oxygen to you. Um, and those things um, uh, can't seal correctly, especially in a, in a vacuum like that. Um, if you have a big Zach Brown beard, you know, uh, that, that ain't going to work. So there is, a, it's not just they want you to look clean cut, which is a very important thing, too, because you're representing the company, you know, Delta Airlines, they want you to look good. Or if you're uh, a corporate pilot, you're dealing with these super high net worth business people and stuff. They don't want, you know, to look rough. Um, but it is a good question. I mean, you know, because uh, that is it. I mean, my gosh, everybody's got a beard now. It's kind of the cool thing to have you know oh yeah um, I, so. I go to get my hair cut and you know in the place they got a whole rack of products for guys with beards you know all kinds of you know beard oil and all this other stuff i've never even knew existed there's a whole market for all this stuff now because it's very popular um right. you're not even talking about a beard you're talking about a goatee but still yeah, <laughs> yeah you just can't do it um you know up until that point where you get that first real professional job, you can, uh, you know, as a flight instructor, you can have a beard or, you know, goatee, whatever. Nobody's ever going to say anything to you being a flight instructor. Um, and, and some of your, your smaller, your first few jobs, you know, building time, you know, if you're out there flying a, a pipeline or doing mapping, or I was even flying a 135 charter company for freight. Um, we would do, you know, the big airplane would take off from the hub and land in a, you know, whatever, let's just say Denver. And then from Denver, all the little airplanes would, you know, like a caravan or a Metro liner, a little light twin or something. These things would take off from Denver and fly into smaller cities that have a population of three to 10,000 people. You know, they only got a few UPS or FedEx trucks. So that little plane would bring the boxes in there. We didn't wear uniforms, you know, at that company and, and everybody just whatever you want. I mean, you could have a beard if you want in that situation and nobody's going to care. But once you get into more high performance pressurized jet, uh, yeah, the beard isn't going to work. Uh, it's, I mean, you're talking about, Mike just mentioned the time useful. Con it's a really harsh environment outside that machine when you're in the 40,000 foot level. I mean, the temperature's negative 50 Celsius, which is pretty much negative 50 Fahrenheit. With uh, a wind chill of 400. <laughs> yeah, the wind's blowing 100 knots. Uh, if the air, if it's rapid decompression, the air is going to be sucked out of that airplane and your lungs in a matter of seconds. It's going to be, uh, there's going to be a fog, a mist in the air, and uh, you're going to be freezing to death. All the air is going to be sucked out of your lungs. You can't breathe. You're not going to know what's going on in, in, in training, you know, we are, it almost becomes like a muscle memory reflex when something like that starts happening. The first thing you do is grab that mask because you only have, you have 
you know, it's, it's measured in seconds, maybe even less than two seconds, fractions of seconds uh, to get that mask on before you are passed out. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Very important. So uh, just notice there's methods that now the, these airlines, uh, uh, I just thought of a funny story, but the, these airlines have extremely strict uniform policies, you know, wear a hat, don't wear a hat. And, and, you know, you have to be neat. Everything has to be pressed, has to all match and everything. And uh, right. uh, Sean worked there too, but we, we worked at a, um, a very strict uniform place. Um, and uh, there's a gentleman there that, that always he was in the management and he would inspect your uniform before flight and very, very picky, you know, so yeah, I know, you know what I'm going to say. I know what you're talking about I have, now. I, I actually just or who thought you're talking this. about. I should say. I, I haven't thought about this in like 10 years, actually. Um, so, so, so it was really funny. So this guy, you know, everybody knew he was a stickler for all this stuff. And he actually bought a shoe shiner because one of the guys, he didn't like how shoes would polish and ex-military guy, you know, so um, there, they were doing an article in an aviation magazine. Came to the company to uh, to highlight this company and interview all the managers and all this stuff. It's a big freaking deal. It's a big magazine and it was a big company. And uh, of course, this gentleman that I'm referring to was uh, involved in this interview. And then uh, 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 they, they, at the end of the interview, they're like, yeah, we'd really like to get some shots of around and some shots of some planes and everything. Right. They brought and a photographer like, with them and it was <laughs> yeah, going to be, yeah. you know, possibly on the cover of the magazine and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You remember. So uh, they got them down there and they had some planes. They got, they like, we really like some pilots, you know, to, uh, to, to, to take some photos of. And they're like, well, we'll, we'll be on the cover. Because you know? they're, they're, just, like, they're just wearing business attire, like suits and stuff. <laughs> You know, right, 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 right. So these guys, they're like, you well, were also pilots. Yet. These, I, I'm, I keep interrupting you, but I want to give yeah, the full, yeah. the full, <laughs> you know, these guys that they're interviewing, they're in management now. So they're like the director of operations and whatever. But right, these, these guys all used to be pilots. It's just they happened to be go getters and they ended up in the management of the company. And yeah. 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 So there's nothing wrong with this. It's just funny. These guys are funny. So they, they were like, well, we'd really like to have a uniform on these guys uh, if that's possible. And they're like, I think we got one, you know, so they, 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 between these management pilots, they throw together this uniform and it looked good. Like for a normal person, it would, you know, sure. if you guys saw the picture, it looked fine, but there was all kinds of things wrong with it. You know, like the tie wasn't right. And, and it wasn't the correct wings and, you know, all these things were missing. Things and, aren't you know, spaced no right in between the wings and name tags. Right. and yeah because they threw it together so then they end up on the cover of this magazine representing a company and their uniforms all wrong so we had a field day you know i remember there was a bulletin board uh in the uh office there and you know of course when no one's around somebody you know puts puts the the picture up there and then circles all the things that are wrong right. and then photocopies the ops manual that shows all this. And I, you know. I remember the circles <laughs> and the arrows pointing into like things on the whatever. And yeah. 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 Oh and I don't know. That's one of the, it's funny because, well, it's funny to us because we <laughs> both lived through it, but the uniform <laughs> Nazi guy, you know, he has to walk by that every day going in and out of his office and you know he was part of that whole spectacle it was just yeah <laughs> yeah good those but, are good stories but but yeah, yeah that that's important just to verify you know before we answered this when i saw your email i did call you know even the freight operators you know fedex ups those are major airlines 
Um, you know, those guys all adhere to the same standards as Delta and, and whatever. But uh, just to make sure, I had some buddies that fly for um, for Southern Air and Atlas Air. These these this is a freight operator. They're doing all the Amazon stuff, and they operate like a major airline. They've got big stuff. They got triple sevens. They got seven sixes. They got a whole fleet of seven thirty sevens. But mm-hmm. their company is operated not talking bad about them or anything. Cause I mean, they're, they're, uh, moving leaps and bounds. I mean, they're growing big time. Actually today there was just an article that Bezos or Amazon, Jeff Bezos, uh, just bought some more seven sixty sevens, And, you know, he had been having Atlas and, and Southern air, you know, as contract do all this Amazon work. And the mm-hmm. article, I didn't read the whole article. I just kind of saw the headline, but it read as he bought them, which mm-hmm. that, that's interesting. So maybe he's yeah. going to start his own thing now on top of whatever to help deliver everything. But anyway, their company standards and everything, they're, they're a little laxed because um, mainly because they're getting so big so fast. And, um, you know, they're, they're hiring pilots that are, you know, those guys sitting in that triple seven aren't exactly at the same experience level as the guys flying the triple seven for other operators, you know? Oh um, uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's 25, 27 year old kids flying in the right seat of that triple seven, you know? So, well, here's the other thing too. No one sees them. There's no passengers. So, right. Right. So that's yeah, exactly. So I thought, you know what, if there's a company out there that's a, you know, operating major equipment doing that kind of job that allows you to have facial hair, it'd be them. So I called up my buddies and, uh, no, they're not no. Even allowed. No, they're not even allowed to have mustaches. Mm. Um, I guess that came down a few years ago because guys were getting carried away, having these big handlebar things with the curls and just getting <laughs> nuts with it. So uh, they're not even allowed to have any facial hair whatsoever. <laughs> but uh, evidently, uh, uh, there are quite a few guys that, you know, will, because you're out there in the middle of the night flying all over the world. Uh, there are a lot of guys that, do still have mustaches at that company. So I hear <laughs> that uh, they'll shave it off before they go to recurrent or something, you know, but yeah. Um, so, so is he, is he, is people going to watch this and go, you know what, forget the pilot thing. I can't ever. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Right. I, well, I know you know, that, you that mentioned the question. appearance thing, the appearance thing, you know, it is important to have your pilot looking sharp. I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, as a passenger, imagine, you know, you're boarding, you know, your Delta airlines, you know, and, and everybody kind of looks up in the cockpit there as you're getting on the plane. I mean, you don't want to look up there and, and see the, the dude from big Lebowski, you know, sitting in the captain's seat, (laughs) you know, you want a a clean cut, you know, guy sitting up there, you know, and, and the facial hair, I think takes away from that a little bit. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, you're right though. The beard thing is becoming popular. Maybe we're moving away from that, but um, I see a lot of foreign, there are foreign operators. I see foreign guys Oh yeah. with, with a lot more facial hair. Uh, you know, I don't know, maybe not the big major whatever, but I see a lot of foreign pilots with facial hair, but hmm. United States, no, get it out of your head. Um, <laughs> but like I said, in the beginning of your career, you can have, you'll be able to get away with your goatee for quite a while in the beginning of your career, but I wouldn't uh, sacrifice you know, this amazing lifestyle 
over that. No. I mean, you know, I had a, another boss at the beginning of my career that really wanted us to look clean shaved. Um, and uh, I remember, you know, one of the times, you know, I forgot to shave in the morning or whatever, and he oh, would stop yeah. and he'd go, Mike, Mike, you need to stand a little closer to your razor in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying that, man. Good. good. Yeah, that's strict, yeah. strict, strict crack quotes on that. So, yeah, not in this business. I don't think you're going to see many uh, uh, big beards. <laughs> no, no. All right. Good question, though. Yes, it is a good question. You know, there's probably, yeah, yeah, a lot of guys probably, or yeah, guys wondering that. All right. Yep. Second part of his question here, Joshua asked, uh, let's see, number two. I'm probably about six months out to a year out before I can start any flight training due to my current workload with my business. Uh, are there any books or early studying material you'd recommend that I can uh, do on my own to get a head start? I appreciate your podcast and your YouTube channel. Thank you for the advice, Joshua. So books, Mike, what do you think? What do you got? Oh man, uh, there's so much stuff available. There's a lot of free stuff available. There's, there's, uh, um, I think, you know, uh, one place he could start, um, you know, and, and they're friends of ours, the great company, uh, Sporties Pilot Shop. It's a, it's, uh, sporties.com. Yeah. Um, basically it, it came from, it used to be in the 80s or 70s. It, uh, the only place to buy pilot supplies were these small, pilot shops uh at airports and they would sell charts and knee boards and all that kind of stuff well these guys took it to a whole nother level and be, they're the premier supplier of pilot supplies i mean you can get anything from uniforms there to headsets to charts to uh you know even cool fun stuff like model planes of the plane you're flying and anything you could think of they sell um, and it was a catalog business, then it became an internet business, obviously. But check them out, and their reference of books is unbelievable. They'll have, and they have all kinds of things, you know, to 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 look at. But I think we all, you know, my generation got started with books. I mean, I I, I check a book out of the library. I can remember when I was uh, in high school about becoming a pilot. That is so outdated now. I don't even want to say. But uh, yeah, I, I would say that. Um, uh, uh, any, any test prep book would be good. You, you're going to have to take your, uh, um, your, uh, private pilot written. That'll be the first test you'll take. So, you know, maybe a book that, that, uh, helps a study guide. There's study guides for that. There's oral exam study guides. Those might be good to read. You know, what do you think, Sean? Yeah, well, that's actually, I was just looking around my office here. I don't have it in here. It must be, uh, downstairs in our bookshelves, but, yeah. uh, as far as books go, and this doesn't really have anything to do with just starting out learning to fly, but it's a great little, and they have it on apps. Now you can actually get this on, uh, for the iPad or the phone and it's made by a company called ASA and it's called, uh, the oral exam guide. And they make mm, one yeah. for each certificate for the private certificate, for the instrument rating, for the commercial certificate, for the CFI. and it's basically just a book of questions. So when you get your certificate, when you get your pilot's license, you know, there's, there's actually three different parts of it. There's the written test that you'll take at a computer testing location, uh, before the actual, you know, practical test, the flying portion. And that is, a that's a whole nother thing to study for, you know, that's, and they release all the government releases, all the questions. There's a bank of like for the private pilot, there's a bank of, 
probably 600, 700 questions. And then there'll be 60 questions pulled from that randomly that you'll get on the computer. Uh, mm -hmm. But you can study all six or 700 questions and uh, before you go in. So a lot of it is almost memorization. Um, right. And then there's the practical test, which is two parts. There's flying the airplane. You actually go up with an examiner and he'll watch you fly, make sure you're safe, know what you're doing. And then there's the oral part. And the oral part is where he's going to sit there at a table and just ask you questions. You know, well, what would you do if this happened? Or why do you think we have this on an airplane? You know, that kind of thing. And this oral exam guide, one of the reasons I say I like it is because it's just a bunch of general, it's a book full of just general aviation knowledge. And a lot of it is off the wall stuff and mm -hmm. that Very good. And, and practical, useful information. And, uh, you know, has the question they may ask and, and an answer. Anyway, yeah. I, I have those books. I've had them, some of them since I first started flying. Uh, I bought a new one uh, when I went back to flight instructing uh, a couple years ago when we were creating the program just so I could have current information. But they're still great. Um, but there is a plethora, a plethora. I mean, <laughs> that word gets used. I like that word. But uh there are so many flying books. Even when we were coming up before the internet was around, there was tons and tons and tons of them. And there still is. And now everything's moving to an online thing. But Sporties, you mentioned Sporties has a great online, that whole online thing they have. Uh, yeah. Where it's it's not just each, they've got it like a, a library of of all this stuff. So you download like their viewing platform and then whatever you purchase is in there in your library. But yeah, there's, there's a ton of that kind of stuff, the nuts and bolts of how to fly an airplane yeah. out there. There's the flight training handbook, which is actually an FAA uh, approved book on basic flying. Like if you're going to learn to fly small planes, fantastic. Talks about traffic patterns and all that kind of stuff, you know? So there's, um, there's some stuff you could dig in there to get into the nuts and bolts about, about flying. Now, if you're a, a step below that, where you're just wanting to get into flying, there's obviously our course that we have, uh, that, that is like designed to tell you exactly how to start your training. This guy, I don't know. He seems like he, he's already made his mind up and probably knows what he's doing. I don't know what, well, it's he hard says to tell. He's six months out to a, six months to a year out before he can start training. Oh, um, no, he's a prime candidate. Then. Yeah, so that's, you know, uh, <laughs> I've said this before, but uh, <laughs> the next 45 seconds to a minute is going to be a straight commercial, folks. It's a straight commercial for our program. I mean, Joshua, it's almost like uh, it, you asked the perfect question for us to talk about the program. It was a plant. That must have been a plant. <laughs> I mean, this podcast is an accompaniment to the to the actual program we have, the ProPot Playbook, uh, which you can find at ProPotPlaybook.com. Mm -hmm. You know, I just sat here and said plethora 18 times about how many books there are on, on how to fly, how to operate an airplane, how to pass a test, how to whatever. But there is nothing. That's why we created it. There is no other product like it on the market that teaches you how to manage your career and how the whole system works and how to get from never driving to the airport before 
to landing your first job at, at an airline or a charter company or something. I mean, literally, it is the best thing. It's why we made it. It's the best thing for you right now. Um, I mean, obviously, I think it's great because Mike and I created it. We're proud of it. But yeah. um, especially, you know, you haven't even driven the airport yet. I mean, we go through flight school selection. We go through uh, finding your CFI, you know, flying flying on this airplane compared to that airplane. Uh, yeah. How to, uh, oh, God, I don't know. I can see you're talking it, about the, Well, and then don't forget there is the nuts and bolts part of it, too. Uh, uh, oh, so, yeah. Uh, the accompaniment. We've got. There's an adder that you get for free. It's a whole separate mini course that comes with the with the main program. Uh, yeah, this was Mike's brainchild, baby. It's beautiful. Yeah, so I it's called the Flight uh, Training Jumpstart Course. But basically, what it does is th there's nothing. This is even. It's not even a uh, while you're doing your training videos to help you with your training. This is actually a, a video series to help you. Uh, have the knowledge you need before your first lesson. So it talks about very basic things uh, that you that most people don't know, like you know how to steer the airplanes, airplane stalls, uh, what how the engines work, and and what to expect on your first few flights. So if you watch this, the objective is that as soon as you walk into your first lesson, you're going to be way ahead. And uh, those those lessons are expensive. And uh, right, you're you know, talking about what this instrument does and how it works, and yeah you know, how, how the heater works in an airplane, you know, this is all stuff that is going to have to be taught to you anyway. And it's typically taught in that first, you know, three, four hours or something right? It, it, that you will be paying for by your, by the hour. Yeah. By the hour from your instructor. So when he starts talking about how this works or something, you could be like, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a uh, vacuum instrument. And it has, we have this one as a backup for that is electric. And you know what he's going to be like, Oh, so you already, no, you know, you're not going right. to waste a bunch of time there, but the program, the main program not only goes through how the, you know, the prerequisites and what you need for each certificate and rating, but we also give our two cents on how to hack the system and get it done faster and cheaper in each one of those mm -hmm. scenarios. And then after you're done with all that, after you get your, your CFI and it's now it's your turn to teach people how to fly certified flight certificate flight instructor. Uh, we teach you how to maximize that, how to make sure you're full of students and, and getting the most bang for your buck with that certificate. And then from yep. there, we have time building secrets. We have, you know, how to get yourself into a jet with almost no time. Um, how to, you know, handle an interview, uh, creating a resume. There's even a, examples of resumes in there you know you can they're, they're word documents you can just have um yeah all kinds hey, of stuff the it's, commercial breaks over sean it's over. yeah i'm sorry yeah i just i just <laughs> think it's i mean yeah people are gonna stop watching man if all yeah, we do i know talk yeah about they probably already hit stop <laughs> but but no no but i mean it is really good and and and, and this guy needs it now that you say that i mean because it is exactly what he uh what he's asking for so uh so yeah hopefully hopefully that gets him but uh that was that those were did he have another question on there or? no that was it he had yeah the the uh yeah the beards and the books pilots beards the book. and books 
<laughs> it's too <laughs> love it love i love the uh catchy title man and and, and, and that will so if you send us a question and you got a catchy title like that we'll just name our uh, episode after that right <laughs> <laughs> then you'll know when you see a pop drop on your phone you'll be like i guess they're answering my question <laughs> right there you go then i don't have to try uh, to come up with something clever Right, <laughs> right. Don't have to come up with some clever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's you, man. Well, yeah, yeah. I'm the guy. Yeah, trying to. He's a clever guy. Put it yeah, on YouTube, yeah. I guess. Whatever. Right. So, I think that uh, we got it. We nailed it. If yep. you have a question for us, you'd like us to answer on the podcast here. Email us at podcast at profileplaybook.com. Um, awesome. We appreciate everything. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. All right. And we'll see you next week. Yep, next week.